welcome to the first show of Talking Now with me, Hugo Brandan. Now, our first discussion piece is going to be on the big area. And I mean big because it's the whole of the planet, the planet Earth, and that is climate change. Now, as you'll be aware of the endless reporting, that climate change is real. And I agree, I completely agree with that statement. Let's put that right at the very start of this discussion. Now, let's just get to the the, the headline figures. Well, not figures, well, figuratively. No, not even figuratively speaking. Me literally speaking the words of the headlines relating to climate change. Climate change is something that we're all aware of. Now, the climate is changing, which, of course, it will do, but it has been changing at an alarming rate ever since, basically, the Industrial Industrial Revolution in the 18th hundreds. And that was really driven by the burning of fossil fuels uh, now when i say fossil fuels i do not mean dinosaurs now people often realize that fossil fuels are coal oil and gas but for those that don't realize it's not dinosaurs because when anyone mentions fossils they think of the connotations of the trinosaurus rex which is a dinosaur this is not that. It is a fossil fuel simply because it's in the ground. Now, <laughs> even when I say in the ground, we have oil, which is actually normally underwater, but underwater, but also in the ground. Now, let's just realize that because of these fuels being burned, it is creating greenhouse gases now this is another thing i need to clarify it is not simply a greenhouse in your garden this is something if you think about the earth as a greenhouse or a big tomato the atmosphere within earth is like the glass panes and we still have the sun the sun stays the same when you're thinking about the the greenhouse in the garden or the the actual uh, earth being a tomato. So let's just carry on this this, uh, rather ridiculous metaphor, to say the least. But uh, the, the idea is simply that the earth as a tomato is getting too ripe because of the gases that are building up in the atmosphere and as the United Nations would call it, it's like wrapping a blanket round the earth. Now, to think of it as my way, the tomato, the earth tomato, it's like putting your tomato in the oven. Who who would really want to do that? You risk burning the skin to start with. And uh, really, you want to, if you're going to heat a tomato uh, for uh, culinary purposes, you're probably doing it in a frying pan with a little bit of virgin olive oil but uh, or on top of a pizza. 
Again, that would go in the oven, but that is a different situation because you've got your tomato sliced. The earth, when it's a tomato, is a whole tomato. So that's really what, what we're knuckling down here. The earth is like a tomato, and it's been thrust into the oven, and it's heating it too quickly because it shouldn't be in the oven. To be honest, it should be in the frying pan or uh, sliced up with some uh, mozzarella on a plate with some basil, which is le left at its room temperature, which it should remain at. Now, uh, as I've fallen off the track slightly, let's get this train back uh, rolling and uh, continue the discussion. So, the earth has been heating up due to burning fossil fuels. And that's been going on for, well, almost centuries now. And no one has really done enough. Now, there's always been goals that are set, such as the, the Paris Climate Change Agreement. But that has always been a, a goal in mind uh, for modern uh, countries to work towards. But it, it's really trying to make up for the lost time in the past 100 years when we've really had the opportunity and the technology maybe in the last 50 years to really uh, stamp this out uh, so for instance they could have used some sort of carbon capture technology on power stations we could have made a bigger move towards nuclear power now uh, I know when people talk about nuclear they think that's, a, that's actually a negative but it turns out, in terms of green issues, uh, nuclear is a very positive uh, idea in terms of trying to get energy to power a country. So, basically, a lot of things have gone wrong, or not enough has, has been done, to be honest. And that's what's led us down this rather precarious position and it's not good, sadly, because as we can see in, in Pakistan at this present time, now I'm talking to you in September 2022, and the, the floods in Pakistan have effectively flooded one-third of the country, which is in, in figures. Now I'm going back to figures here. That's affecting 33 million people. Now, Pakistan is a large country. That's a, a, a frightening, a frightening uh, reality. And it's caused by the melting of glaciers because of the se severe heat waves, which are caused by climate change. Now, this could be uh, possibly one of the deadliest floods in South Asia uh, since uh, 2014 and it could be the worst in the country's history frankly so this is deeply alarming and it's really going to have to focus the minds of those people that can make these decisions that could have to make these dramatic changes and move towards renewable energy sources such as wind farms and, and, you know, solar panels and the like, and not have to rely upon these fossil fuels 
as I mentioned before, not dinosaurs. And it's going to have to be almost immediate, I think, because the damage is actually being done at the moment. And it's it's a, a terrible state of affairs. And let's let's just take a moment just to think about that. Now, I would like to take a moment just to think about what we can actually do to re reverse or fix the climate uh, to some degree. Pun not intended, but sometimes puns are unavoidable. So uh, I will not labour the point, but uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with with the pun to remain in this recording. So please do not cut it. Please. Okay, uh, so I, I mentioned briefly about renewable energy. Now, it seems to be the consensus that that is something that most, if not all, countries will need to embrace along with nuclear power. Now, renewables, that's things like hydropower. Now, that sounds very exciting and it is because it uses water to generate electricity or so there's bioenergy wind solar geothermal energy again to move away from fossil fuels and this needs to happen ideally within the next 10 20 and at the very latest maybe 30 years and these can be done with offshore wind farms, as I mentioned, solar panels, which are now relatively affordable and uh, on a, on at scale. And that's key because me recycling my cardboard and tins and glass and food waste is not enough. Me doing it myself is simply not going to be enough. Now, my consumption of food and the like simply will not generate enough in terms of recycling that could fix climate change. So don't blame me, but I will continue to do my my part in this uh, endeavour, and I think everyone should. And in terms of embracing renewables, I cannot do it myself and that's why we need countries governments and parliaments leaders to really uh, grab this by the the scruff of the neck and do the necessary so electricity should become the main source and not gas and that would be for public transport and uh, that, that that sort of thing, so trains and electric vehicles, and people should really cycle more. Again, that's something I can do personally, but there's much more uh, larger projects such as nuclear power plants, hydro dams. Again, this is all sorts of things that can be done. So. I know at the start I made it sound rather bleak, and it is bleak, but this is not something 
that we should be scared of or something that can be fixed relatively and something that should really focus their attention and get people doing the right things, particularly those that, that the higher-ups in terms of leadership uh, of countries and and really move things forward. So I just wanted to highlight that because there's obviously uh, concerns and devastation. So I hope this uh, podcast has done exactly what it was meant to do and get people thinking and acting and really making a positive difference when the opportunity arises that should be our number one aim so thank you very much i hope you've enjoyed the discussion and i'll be back next month with another topic of intrigue fascination thought-provoking discussion so you have been listening to talking now me Hugo Randen. Thank you.